Hello and welcome to Soul Science with Namaste Carly. Continuing our exploration of the mind-body connection, I thought it would be good to explore the topic of mindfulness this week with tools and tricks you can start incorporating in your daily life to be more present. So mindfulness is kind of a popular buzzword, or at least a concept that has been rising to the forefront of media and our society, but what actually is it? In its essence, mindfulness is simply a state of being present in the now or the current moment, not stuck in our heads, lost in thought about the past or planning the future, or worrying over things that haven't happened yet and may never come to pass. It is a gentle awareness of our thoughts, but not being at the mercy of them, allowing our thoughts to come and go without judgment, realizing that we are in control of all things, our thoughts, our actions, our reactions, and even our breath and physical processes that were once considered to be out of our control or automatic. Practicing mindfulness has been scientifically proven to help lower stress and improve your mood. It has also been shown to combat the negative effects of stress and sustained stress like heart disease, hypertension, stroke, and depression. It allows you to enjoy enjoy life more as it is happening to you and also to deal with problems that may arise with more calmness and compassion. Mindfulness and meditation are skills that take practice and repetition for them to become second nature and easy. Just like with our muscles, we must train our brains to think a certain way. The more often you do it, the more results you will see. Basically, you are literally creating new neural pathways in the brain that shift the biological responses that affect our physical bodies. When you think about things that you dread or make you anxious, it triggers a physiological response that preps your body to fight the dangers. This is a process that has evolved over time to keep us safe. However, we no longer deal with physical threats like saber-toothed tigers and instead live in a fast-paced society that contains a multitude of modern stressors like job security, family matters, relationships, car payments, taxes, and health concerns. The stress response has not evolved yet to deal with the modern issues we face, but the fight response was never meant to be sustained over a long period of time and takes its toll on the body. So how do we become more mindful? The simplest way is to draw more awareness to the things you are already doing, what you are eating, how you are sleeping, what kind of activities you spend your time doing throughout the day, etc. Are all of these things serving you? If they are not, how can you change or modify them so that they become a positive force in your daily life? Stress is a top contributing factor to almost all forms of disease and illness. So recognizing what causes stress in our lives and how we can better manage it is the ticket to healthier and happier living. Mindfulness certainly isn't a new practice and has existed for thousands of years. The yogic tradition typically explores the practice of mindfulness through the eight limbs, 
or the foundations of a yogic way of living that includes things that are more familiar to us, such as meditation, breathwork, and asana. Asana is actually the physical practice of yoga that we have come to associate the word yoga with here in the West. So things like downward facing dog and sun salutations are asanas or postures. I personally began my journey to more mindful living through yoga, more specifically the asana practice or the physical aspect of yoga. I started going to the local gym and taking all the yoga classes that I felt helped give me a good workout, but also would help me to increase my flexibility, strictly of the body though. So I wasn't even thinking about becoming more mindful or practicing any form of meditation, and I think that's actually how most people start. I certainly wasn't into the woo-woo stuff like chanting and strictly wanted to become stronger and more bendy. But in showing up and putting in the work, I began to learn what the asana teaches us. I became hooked on the relief of being on my mat, as it was the only time at this point in my life when I wasn't stressing about all the things I had going on, and I could just breathe and be present. I often joked that yoga kept me sane at that point in my life, but it's kind of true. <laughs> yoga asana became a moving meditation for me, and all of the other benefits and teachings of yoga came after. In the yoga philosophy, specifically the Ashtanga tradition from which I was trained, they describe mastery over the body and breath first through asana and pranayama to then find and practice meditation to gain mastery over the thoughts and the mind. Because if you think about it, if you do not have control over your physical body, it is much harder to get control over your thoughts. It is oftentimes physically uncomfortable to sit still to try and quiet the mind. It requires a degree of self-control and discipline, which the asana practice is meant to teach us. I should mention as an aside that yoga is non-religious. Although it has roots in India and its religion of Hinduism, yoga itself is not a religion. Mindfulness is a concept also found in other traditions such as Buddhism and other Eastern teachings as well. Maybe you're thinking that you would like to become more mindful or practice mindfulness, but you have no desire to start a yoga practice, and that is perfectly okay. Yoga is simply one of the ways in which you can train the body and mind to be more present and mindful, and the way that worked for me specifically. A lot of time, people have other hobbies that help them to relax and achieve a meditative state that has absolutely nothing to do with yoga. For some, knitting can do the trick. Weightlifting or playing a musical instrument can also achieve the same results. The things they all share in common are usually repetitive tasks that keep our minds busy and allow us to breathe and be present in the moment. An easy way to start practice being more mindful and to change your way of thinking is by practicing gratitude as the first thing you do when you wake up, instead of going through all the tasks and responsibilities you have for the day. Take a moment to think of the things you are grateful for, whether that is simply your bed, your partner, your children, or fur babies, 
whatever brings you joy. I also encourage you to start a meditation practice. There are lots of guided meditations available to you on places like YouTube. I actually have some up and plan to create more, but mine are by no means the best of what is available to you. The options are seemingly endless. Also, there are apps you can download to help you practice mindfulness or develop a meditation practice. I personally use the Insight Timer app, which I paid for, but a lot of the content is free as well. They have lovely courses covering a variety of topics like breathing techniques, introduction to meditation, and cultivating gratitude. They also have a tracking feature that I'm a fan of that lets me know how many consecutive days I have meditated, which is kind of nifty if you're an A-type personality like me. Some others that I have tried include Calm and Headspace, which also have free content and paid versions as well. Although I am not sponsored by Insight Timer yet, maybe one day, <laughs> it is my favorite app to use. However, I recommend you try them all out and find which one works for you best. A lot of times people tell me that they can't meditate because they can't stop their minds from thinking and coming up with thoughts. And admittedly, I used to think that quieting the mind through meditation also meant somehow turning your thoughts off. However, that is not actually the goal or the process. There are many different types of meditation with varying techniques, but in general, it's more like being able to watch your thoughts come and go like clouds in the sky. You notice them and can even admire them, but you certainly are not judging them and you allow them to come and go as they please with no real attachment to them. It is recognizing that your mind will inevitably wander, but being able to call it back usually by connecting with the breath and the present moment. Although we are not in control of a lot of things in life, we do have control over our reaction to external stressors, and that is truly the secret to happier and more mindful living. If you find yourself getting stuck in your head, focus more on external experiences instead of the internal dialogue we often tell ourselves. Take time out of your day to notice your surroundings or even get outside for a change of scenery. Spending time out in nature is good for the body, mind, and soul. It allows us time to disconnect from our busy lives and practice mindfulness with more ease. Join me next week as we explore the mind-body connection as it pertains to anxiety specifically. I have talked about my journey with severe social anxiety, and I will be sharing my tips on overcoming anxiety and natural ways to heal. As always, if you like what you are hearing, please show your support by liking and subscribing. You can find this podcast on eight different platforms now, including iTunes and Spotify. Any reviews would be greatly appreciated. <laughs> you can find me on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram as Namaste Carly. Thank you so much for listening and have a fabulous day. Namaste.